Well, last summer I had the chance to hang out with one of the families from our parish, and their house happens to be perched on a hill right next to a beautiful little creek. And after dinner, we decided to go down to the water and uh, hang out on their dock. And we watched the sunset, we sipped on delicious drinks, and we enjoyed the beautiful evening. And while we relaxed there on the dock, their teenage son decided to get out his uh, little casting net, and he started to throw the net off the side of the dock to see what he might be able to catch. And right away, he started hauling in all sorts of really cool little critters from the creek, and he caught uh, various types of shrimp. One was apparently a ghost shrimp. He caught several different species of fish. The most unique fish and the coolest fish that we caught was like this 12-inch garfish, uh, which if you've ever seen a garfish, they literally look like a dinosaur. I mean, they have like a long snout, they got teeth. It was so awesome. And we were out there for a couple, a couple of hours at least just casting the net over and over and over. That evening is easily one of my favorite memories from that entire summer because it was so much fun seeing what came up out of the water next. It was like an adventure. It was exciting, exhilarating. Every single time we looked down into that net, it was a surprise to see something else mysterious flapping around inside. All we had to do, though, all we had to do was just cast the net. Which brings me to this weekend's gospel. Simon and Andrew, James and John, had also been busy casting their nets when Jesus shows up out of the blue and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. From now on, Jesus says, you will be casting your nets to try and catch people, human souls. You'll catch them with the Father's love, with his mercy, with deep peace and joy, with preaching, with miracles, signs and wonders. From now on, you will be bringing in a tremendous catch, fish of all sorts of kinds, for the kingdom of heaven. Now, I doubt that Jesus meant for this totally new way of fishing, this fishing for souls, to be awkward and manipulative and weird and burdensome and something that the disciples would really rather not do, something that they would dread and even avoid. No, I think that Jesus actually meant for this fishing for men to be much more like that summer evening that I spent out on the dock with that family. It's supposed to be a thrilling adventure filled with surprises and excitement for them. In many ways, it would be a joyful and beautiful experience to see so many people come alive when they heard the good news preached to them for the very first time. It would be a thrill for them to have the opportunity to tell people that their lives do have meaning, that there is such a thing as truth, that God is with them, and that he offers them real forgiveness. Look at all the sorts of souls that those first disciples pulled in, hauled in for the kingdom of heaven the rich and the poor, the popular and the outcast, the sick and the healthy, the wandering and the lost, the accepted and the rejected, old and young, everyone. All those disciples had to do, all they had to do was to cast the net to see what they might catch. That was the situation of the very early church 
and it is our situation today. Because the reality is, y'all, the net is now in your hands. The net is in your hands. In fact, you, yes, you, everyone here, you are holding the net right this second. Jesus has called you. He has invited you to follow him. And that means that he also says to you and me both, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. This task of evangelization, of spreading the gospel, is not just for priests. It's not just for the professional Catholic speakers who are getting paid to do that sort of thing. It's not just for the experts, okay? No, actually, the mission of sharing and spreading the gospel is for all his disciples to carry out in their own unique way, in their own particular place, casting the net in the part of the river that only you can cast it into. Maybe that freaks you out. Maybe that is absolutely terrifying. If so, don't worry. Here's a little bit of, of confidence, a jolt of confidence for you. I know that you can share the gospel because I know that you're fishers of men. You are fishers of souls. Let's go ahead and say that together. So repeat after me. I can share the gospel. I'm a fisher of souls. Oh yeah. But it gets better because today I'm going to equip you with a simple way, a method of sharing the gospel. I'm going to give you seven little steps that will help you to just cast your net to see what and who you might catch. I'm taking these steps, I'm stealing them really, from an absolutely fantastic talk by Jeff Cavins entitled, How to Spread the Gospel. It's an hour-long talk, available for free on YouTube, and it's really worth, worth watching in full when you get home, but I'm gonna break down his points and simplify them for you tonight. So here it goes. Number one, and this is the foundation. This is the most important thing for us to communicate. This is the best way to start casting your net. Tell the person God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. That's number one. Number two, sin has wrecked that plan. Sin has screwed it up. Number three, Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin and died for you. Number four, repent and believe. That's what Jonah preached to the city of Nineveh. Repent. It's what Jesus started off everything with, right? Repent and believe in the gospel. And so number four is, yes, telling the person that, like, repentance is important. It's necessary. What do we mean by repentance? It, the catechism defines repentance as a radical reorientation of our life toward God. A radical reorientation. And that's what the people of the city of Nineveh did, isn't it? They decided, wow, we're going to change our lives. We're going to reorient ourselves. So that's number four, repent. Number five, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. So receive those fundamental sacraments of baptism, confirmation, have your sins forgiven, be confirmed in the Spirit, receive the gifts that God has prepared for you. Number six, continue to be part of his church, the, the, the body of Christ. Grow and flourish in God's family. Continually go deeper into your relationship with him and with others in a community of faith. And then number seven, and this is important, go and make disciples. Go and make more. 
God, Jesus is not interested in just calling followers that follow him. He wants disciples that make disciples. Catch that? Disciples that make other disciples. It's not supposed to end with us. We can't keep this to ourselves. We have to give it away. So that's number seven. Go out and make more. More disciples. Catch more people in this beautiful net. Now, I'm obviously not telling you to write all these steps down word for word and then go and tell them, read them off word for word at Panera or wherever you're going to dinner tonight, okay? I don't want you to do that. Uh, as Jeff Caven says, there is a technical theological term for that, and it's called being a weirdo. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that every single one of us should look for opportunities to work those very basic nuggets of truth into ordinary conversations that we have. It shouldn't be forced, manipulative, or weird. It should flow from who you are as a follower, a disciple of Jesus. Now, you may only get to one or two of them, maybe three if you're lucky. Maybe you only get to the first and the most important one. God loves you, and he has an amazing plan for your life. One thing to always remember is that this is not about presenting an argument of apologetics or delivering a theological treatise to the person. This is only about casting your net. Now, imagine this scenario, for instance. Maybe you're talking with a friend or a relative, and they open up. They open up with you that they are currently facing a situation that's, that's just really hard. They're really struggling. And because you sincerely and authentically love them, you might say something along these lines. I know that you're hurting, and I know how hard this is, but can I just share something with you? I want you to know that God loves you right now, and he does have a plan. That little simple word, that little kernel of truth, could very well change their life forever. And all it took was you saying, can I share something with you? Do you mind if I tell you what I believe? God really does love you. Maybe that sounds too simple. Maybe you're like, that won't work, Father Anthony. That won't work. Well, here's the truth. It's not up to you to make the message work. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Jeff Cavins again points out in this talk that there are three separate times in the New Testament where we hear that, quote, the Holy Spirit confirmed the message. And that is super important. The Holy Spirit will himself confirm and make the message real for the person. One of the biggest fears that keeps us from sharing the good news, from casting our nets, is when we think to ourselves, well, who the heck am I? I can't make a difference in this person's life. Or maybe we even judge the person a little bit and think to ourselves, they're way too big of a sinner. They're way beyond God's help. What's the point of sharing the gospel with them? I can't change their mind. I can't change their heart. Well, that's absolutely true. You can't change their hearts. But God can. The Holy Spirit is always on the move. He is an expert at this. He's really good at softening people's hearts and changing their minds. So we can just deliver the message. We can just cast the net knowing that the Holy Spirit will convict. Knowing that the Holy Spirit will invite and prompt and prod and stir up things in that person's heart. Who knows what sorts of souls we would catch if we all just became a little more willing 
to take a holy risk, to make a bold step in faith and share those basic truths of the gospel with people in our lives. Look at these beautiful mosaics around us, right? All those saints, they wouldn't be pictured in our church. They wouldn't be on those mosaics had it not been for someone in their life casting a net. This is the grand adventure we're all called to. And it is sure to be like that night on the dock, surprising. It's going to be fun. It's going to be messy because the souls that we catch are, are always going to be broken and wounded and sinful, just like we are. But it's also sure to be beautiful and exhilarating and fulfilling. So that's your challenge for this week. Try it out for yourself. Go and cast your net somewhere. You ready? Go and cast your net somewhere. I dare you. Tell someone that God loves them and has an amazing plan in their life. Tell them that, yeah, sin has wrecked that plan, but Jesus paid the price to save them. And now he's inviting them to a radical reorientation of their life back to him. But always remember that the pressure isn't on you. The pressure is not on you. It's on God. So go ahead and be a fisher of souls. 